Lecture topic: Living Islam. Amma ba'du fa'udu billahi min al-shaytanir rajim. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Wa qul ibadi yaqulu al-lati hiya ahsan. Sadaqallahul azim. Most respected ulama ikram, brothers and elders. The Sahaba Ikram, in order to bring Deen alive, they even shed their blood. So to acquire the Deen of Allah Ta'ala, to learn some aspects of Deen, before that we have to shed some little bit of perspiration. It's a very, very cheap bargain and can't compare in any way with what sacrifices they had to make. So, these are small little discomforts in the path of deen which really add up to nothing much. But inshallah, Allah Ta'ala's grace is very very great. And though what we are sometimes a little bit of sacrifices we may make which really can't even be called sacrifice in reality but Allah Ta'ala's grace is such that Allah, if He accepts it, will inshallah wait alongside the sacrifice of the Sahaba Ikram. In any case, in the short time that we have one hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, one Sahabi by the name of Amr ibn Abasa radiallahu ta'ala an, he is among the Sahaba that had accepted Islam in the very very early stages. He was perhaps in the top ten as we may call it, in the first ten Sahaba to become, to get, come into the fold of Islam. So he says that I came to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa now he's just come as a new person, somebody wants to learn, he's come as a student of deen so to say, he's come to learn and therefore he came and asked certain questions. So he says, I came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and the first question I asked is, Man ma'aka ala hadha al-amr? Who is with you, this mission of yours, this da'wah that you are giving, who has accepted? Meaning he wants to now get some indication by the kind of people that have joined in, that what's happening, what's going on, who's accepting it, who's really taking to it, that will give him some indication. Now he's basically testing the waters. Now he's come just new, he's still learning, he's still coming to learn, still coming to find out. So the first question he asks is, Man ma'aka ala hadal amr? Who is with you in this matter? This deen you're calling towards, who has accepted? So now, there can be many, many ways in which this could have been answered. But nobody can fathom the hikmah and the wisdom fully of how deep that wisdom was in what the answer of Rasulullah was. And the answer that he gave was Hurrun wa Abudun. Outwardly, a little unusual reply. Because the question is who's with you? So he would have counted the names, he would have been familiar with the people, so that will already give him an indication. He would have mentioned the name of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq who had become Muslim right at the beginning. 
and he was among the very noble people of Makkah Mukarramah so his mere name would be sufficient to say that what kind of people have joined already but the answer that Nabi Kareem gave was Hurrun wa Abdun free people and slaves free people also and slaves as well now in that era this was a very clear class distinction they were the free people who were obviously the upper class who were the noble people and they were slaves and slaves were slaves they had no position in society they had no honor and respect generally they would be just treated anyhow people would regard them as having no rights almost this was still, Islam was still coming to the fore and this was in Makkah Mukarramah Nabi Karim was himself under the siege as you may call it so this was still the lessons of Islam had not yet reached the people so in the times of Jahiliyyat how slaves used to be treated that was in front of everybody a slave was a slave and in mentioning this there was a very very big lesson that was given that this deen is for everyone there is no distinction on these bases that what level of society somebody is from what is his social standing what is his financial position what is his uh, family background or where he comes from none of these things matter what matters is that he has come into the deen of Allah Ta'ala and as such whoever came whether it was Abu Bakr Siddiq who was the among the noble people of Makkah Mukarramah whether it was Bilal whether it was Suhaib Rumi and whoever it was they were welcomed with the same spirit and they were given the same respect yes the levels in terms of who had greater honor and greater respect Allah Ta'ala that mentioned in the Quran Sharif inna akramakum indallahi atqakum those who are people of greater taqwa they have greater honor and respect in the greater honor in the court of Allah Ta'ala and then those who were of more advanced in their deen it was natural that people recognize their position as a result in the time of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam many a time some sahabi would be narrating something and he says that I came to see Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he was in a gathering and Abu Bakr was also there and Umar was also there in other words this would be highlighted that these personnel everybody among the Sahaba recognized this was the sequence of their seniority among the Sahaba top of the list was Abu Bakr and thereafter Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab and so forth so in any case that was a separate matter but on a general note no distinction based on these things that who came from where and what is somebody's background and what is somebody's family lineage person came into the deen of Allah Ta'ala was given that same respect, same welcome and he was given those rights that every Muslim had yes, if he came in without having had that opportunity to learn basic etiquette he was a Bedouin he came from a faraway rural area he never had any opportunity to learn how to conduct himself in the presence of Nabi Kareem that respect, that manner so he was excused on that 
he wasn't taken to task for it, he was excused for it, he's come new and a new person was dealt with differently he was dealt with with a lot of leeway a lot of overlooking, he's still new, he has to be given time to come and adapt so in any case he came and he asked this question that who is with you, man ma'aka ala hadhal amr Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi replied and said hurrun wa abdun and in this was a very big lesson that this is, this deen is for everyone and therefore everyone has come though the numbers at that time were still very small so in any case now he's wanting to learn so he wants to know something so he asked the next question that mal islam what is islam now if that question is posed to one of us so there can be many ways in which this question can be answered and even in the ahadith of Nabi Karim وسلم, on various occasions this question was asked and there was an answer given Jibreel وسلم, on one occasion came in human form he asked the question as well akhbirni anil islam so Nabi Karim وسلم, gave an answer an tashhada Allah ilaha illallah wa anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasoolu wa tuqimu salah wa tu'ti al-zakah wa tasuma ramadan وَتَحُجَّ الْبَيْتَ إِنْ اسْتَطَعَتَ إِلَيْهِ سَبِيلًا Nabi Kareem listed the pillars of Islam answer to what is Islam so there can be many answers to this and many of these answers are in the Hadith Sharif and provided whatever answer somebody might give in the light of the Quran and Sunnah it will be correct provided it is from there but on this occasion somebody new has come completely new wanting to learn he's asked a question mal islam what is islam and the answer that is given to him subhanallah the answer is tibul kalam wa it'amut ta'am tibul kalam which we can translate for our understanding simply as sweet words sweet words and feeding Now if a person, for example, somebody makes the hajjud the whole night, so he will himself feel with sugar, not in a way of pride, and that to feel proud about is going to destroy everything, but out of sugar will feel, Allah's fazal, alhamdulillah, Allah ta'ala bless me with this coffee. Let alone the whole night, he woke up in the last part of the night to make the hajjud, he'll feel grateful, alhamdulillah, what a ni'mat, Allah ta'ala bless me. And he makes sugar for it. And indeed it's only sugar, it's nothing else beyond besides that. Because only purely Allah Ta'ala's gift and na'mat and his help and assistance. Otherwise what can a person do? But now the person who decided Quran Sharif, he made some tasbihat, he made tahajjud, he did some of the righteous work. He feels the tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala, he feels grateful, he makes sugar. But if somebody spoke some sweet words, he spoke in a kind way, he spoke in a way that brings some happiness to somebody's heart. Does he feel in any way this was an ibadat? Does he feel in any way this too brings one closer to Allah Ta'ala? That escapes the mind. Whereas the question was what? Mal Islam. What is Islam? And response to this question was the answer. Tibul kalam, sweet words and feeding now this doesn't mean that Islam is confined to this but depending on the occasion depending on the situation who the person was there are many many 
situations that are found in the ahadith the same question but the answers on different occasions are different there is no contradiction in this sometimes it was based on who is being who is the person asking sometimes it was because of what the situation at that time was sometimes something else but all those answers are correct but the point is on this particular occasion the question is what is islam and the answer sweet words the answer feeding because this has a very dramatic impact on the heart and it creates a bond and it creates mahabba it creates love it creates a good feeling it helps to build up a society it helps to build up a family because when that will happen within the four walls of the home then that will build up a family and when there are families of this nature then those kind of families will build up a society and that will build up an ummah now there are occasions where even nabi akram sallallahu alaihi sometimes sounded stern warnings there are occasions where he even reprimanded somebody so all that is in its place where the time and the situation warrants it but the rule the general rule people kalam sweet words sweet words is the lesson and what a question what the answer is that's a very crucial part to always be in mind this is in response to this question what is islam meaning this person is not asking a question he's come simple person most of the people at that time were totally illiterate they couldn't read they couldn't write there were a handful of people who were illiterate he didn't come to ask the question which library which shelf what volume i'll find this definition in i'll find this explanation in he wanted to know what is the living manifestation of islam if i am going to interact with a muslim i'm going to be living with somebody who who is a muslim so what am i going to see what is going to be the manifestation of islam that i'm going to see in the person i want to see what is this islam all about in a walking talking manner so the walking talking islam you'll find the bekerim class was telling him you'll find sweet words this is what you'll hear this is what you'll come into contact with just to understand the sweet words one is in our understanding sweet words to talk in a way that is now very very maybe affectionate all that is part of it too sometimes talking words which are not hurtful not humiliating somebody not just hitting somebody down all the time picking faults on somebody all the time that was not the way of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam so in any case that is also part of it but just to understand it in the light of some ahadith some incidents of sahaba ikram one particular incident that what is this sweet words how it is applied so the very well known incident very very well known incident of hazrat abu darda radhiyallahu ta'ala an and hazrat salman radhiyallahu ta'ala an so salman radhiyallahu ta'ala an abu darda radhiyallahu way made like brothers muakhat so salman said to his brother abu darda brother in din i want to propose for this daughter of certain family would you please go and take this proposal of mine to propose marriage for her very well so he came along came to the house and met with the father spoke to them 
and then he put forward the proposal of his brother his brother in Jain Hazrat Salman and he didn't do it in just some just very very dry manner he explained mashallah what a good person Salman is etc in other words he motivated the proposal people heard the, propo- the proposal was presented to them they heard this then they responded and said look as for Salman we don't have any intention of accepting our pro- the proposal from him so Salman we've closed that chapter we've considered it but we don't have any intention of giving our daughter to him in marriage but then they said to him if you are interested we'll get her married to you so he thought about it but in any case they made their position clear in terms of Salman that this chapter is closed so even if he accepts or don't accept if he don't accept too that chapter is closed they're not going to consider that any further they made themselves clear on that now they are proposing to him so he thought about it and then he accepted so he accepted there and there and this was the simplicity with which nikah took place because nikah is that simple nikah is easier than performing two rakats of salah two rakats of salah a person still has to go and perform his wuzu first it's a good thing to have wuzu in any good matter but nikah there isn't even the precondition that a person must be in the state of wudu. And two rakats of salah will still take some time, it might take two minutes, three minutes, then nikah can take place in less than a half minute too. Though the khutbah, masnoon khutbah is to be recited, but that's not a, a precondition for the validity of the, salah, of the nikah. This is just to explain how simple nikah really is. But we make it very difficult. But in any case, now they put forward the proposal to him, he accepted. So when he accepted, whoever was present in the house, they gathered and they performed the nikah there and there. Now he finished off, he got married, and he comes out. So his friend now, the Salman the is obviously waiting for some feedback. So now when he comes to him, he's wondering now what to tell him and how to tell him. So eventually he tells him, he says, look, I'm feeling very embarrassed. Embarrassed about what? He says, well, I took your proposal and went. But this is what happened. This is what they said. And then eventually they proposed to me. I got married and came. Now this is a very, very delicate moment. Now, this is one example which happened in the lives of Sahaba Ikram. This, exactly that kind of situation might be really something that will happen. But the level of how sensitive it is that kind of situations come up in our day-to-day life as well something or the other which is of a very sensitive nature very delicate whatever the matter might be but very delicate and the whole thing hinges now in terms of what will happen on what comes out of somebody's mouth either everything will go very well forward or just something might be said by somebody and it can bring a small qiyamah because the the nature of the situation is very very delicate in that one moment now that one line that might be said it might take a friendship of a long time to a new height it might take it to a new level and it could just in that one moment just shatter everything 
because it's very delicate this was the delicate moment now he says to him this is what happened now he could have responded by saying that look I I was just thinking something is not right here I'm sending you whether it's the right person to send and here you proved it you went and did your own thing and came now shaitan doesn't leave these moments shaitan tries to seize these opportunities so that the wrong thing comes out of somebody's mouth and what the impact of that can be Allah forbid now, he could have said something something negative basically but what he said what does Salman Rizal's response he said to him you got nothing to feel embarrassed about there's nothing for you to feel embarrassed about I am feeling embarrassed why am I feeling embarrassed that person who Allah Ta'ala had written for you why did my mind even go in her direction now subhanallah that line that statement what wonders it will do for their relationship and how much it will build that bond and friendship further now what was this this was Tibul Kalam finding the right thing to say in that moment the incident of the grandson of Abdullah bin Zubair radiallahu ta'ala so now Abdurrahman bin Auf radiallahu ta'ala his grandson and he was once upon a time in very good in a very good financial situation then things turned around so now one day his wife is saying to him that these are really very very disloyal people around you had very disloyal he says why are they disloyal when you had good times, they were all around you. And now in bad times, they all disappeared. Nobody's around. And unfortunately, that is a common story. That in good times, a person has a lot of friends. And if things are not so good, then suddenly those friends also are looking for greener pastures somewhere else. So in any case, now his wife made this comment. Now this could have been this was also now a very sensitive moment very delicate and this is why the tongue is such a delicate organ and so much of emphasis has been placed on the correct use of the tongue so that's a very delicate moment what comes out of the tongue at that time now supposing he said something negative and that got then mentioned and relayed to somebody else so I have now mentioned it to someone that this is what he said and then that person will mention it to somebody else even in the time when there was no social media these things should just become like wildfire what can we think about in this time and age other one negative statement could have gone where not rather what was his response Tibul Kalam this is the application of Tibul Kalam he said no no this is not about their disloyalty this is about their good akhlaq he says what do you mean their good akhlaq how can this be about good akhlaq he says this is about their good akhlaq when we were in good times they came so that we could be of help to them and they gave us an opportunity to make their ikram and when we are unable to do it they have saved us the embarrassment that they will be now around us and we can't do what we could have done for them previously so they saved us the embarrassment now so they are now just giving us the space now the same thing could have been said in so many ways but one could have been 
putting somebody in a, such a bad light and subhanallah he whereas that could have very well been the case that they just deserted him but he converted their negative conduct and he presented it in a very good light what are you talking about disloyalty this is about their good akhlaq now this is the message of sweet words that to find something positive to say even in correcting something as mentioned there are times and things even Nabi Karim some corrected in a stern manner because somebody had been told something and somebody had been taught something and he was somebody who had have known much better and he made some blunder in something some mistake so he was sometimes corrected in a or reprimanded or disciplined there are these occasions but the general rule even that correction has to happen in the in a positive manner Allahumma Shabbi Rahmat Usmani Rahimahullah his one statement Sahih Baat Sahih Tariqe Se Sahih Niyat Ke Saad Be Asar Nahi Jati Sahih Baat the right thing saying the right thing but saying it in the right manner and saying it with the right purpose and intention not in order to just run somebody down to just humiliate someone score some points to just make somebody hear no it is sincerely for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala to help my fellow Muslim oh I needed to clarify something so sincerely so that it clears the air and that there isn't any bad blood there isn't any ill feeling so now for that purpose, purely for that, not for any other reason. So to clear the air, by all means. But now to do that in the right way. To say the right thing in the right manner. And with the right intention. He says this will never go without its good effect. It will have its effect. Sooner or later, it will have its effect. So in any case now, this was the first question he asked. Mal Islam, what is Islam? He said Islam is Tibul Kalam and it's ta'am sweet words and feeding second question he asked mal iman what is iman now subhanallah these are the most fundamental aspects of a mu'min his iman his islam the most fundamental questions that can be asked and now he's asking this question mal iman he's taken one step higher now what is iman the answer Nabi Karim gave was As-sabru was-samaha Iman The salient features of Iman The very distinguishing characteristics of Iman The Iman that you will see One is Iman in the heart Iman in the heart nobody can see The reality of Iman is in the heart That a person can be living with somebody 100 years too He won't know what's in his heart But the manifestation of that some signs that will indicate what's inside so sometimes there can be some sign but maybe nothing is inside but generally what is inside it will manifest itself outside so the thing that Nabi Karim mentioned that if you see this in a person's life that this is a manifestation of Iman as-sabru was-samaha one is sabr if there's sabr in a person's life then his deen and his dunya will inshallah be in order his deen the entire foundation of his deen is on sabr if there is sabr in a person's life then he will fulfill what Allah Ta'ala has commanded now to wake up and to leave the house and to come to the masjid early in the morning fajr salah 
early summer morning it requires sabar on a cold winter's morning it requires sabar likewise to fast requires sabar to discharge his zakat especially now when the numbers get big so now though he's got 97.5% still to himself but the 2.5% is amounting to a few million suddenly now it requires sabar hajj requires sabar otherwise he can't fulfill many many good things and likewise staying away from haram requires sabar if he doesn't have sabar he'll fall into every temptation he doesn't have sabar he will just go headlong into all the lusts and whatever shaitan just dangles in front of him and he'll fall headlong into it he doesn't have sabar he won't be able to put his eyes low he doesn't have sabar he won't be able to rein his tongue in sabar sabar ala taat sabar anil maasi and if he doesn't have sabar then some difficulty comes and Allah forbid he'll start talking things that might endanger his iman lack of sabar he'll start saying things he'll start blurting out things that might endanger his iman these are unfortunately common issues common problems lack of sabar so one was sabar and the other samaha one meaning of samaha is some being very easy going very easy natured doesn't have any not a hard person easy going but in the hadith sharif nabi karim sallallahu alaihi says rahimallahu rajulan samha may allah have rahim and allah show his mercy on the person rajulan samha an easy going person and for example idha ba'a wa idha ishtara wa idha qtada when he's selling something he's easy going he's not driving a hard bargain trying to squeeze a large drop out of the person when he's buying something to his easy going he's not now trying to now just squeeze the person to such a price now that that person is now selling it at a loss almost he's being fair in that he's being easy going doesn't matter if this person now fine he's not harming himself but he's not now squeezing the next person also and now he's demanding payment he's entitled to it but that too he does it in a dignified way if there's somebody in a little bit of a hard press situation somebody is in some difficulty then he'll now just maybe discount it a bit whatever Allah Taala loves such a person Allah shows his rahmat on such a person the dua of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam for such a person rahim Allah may Allah have rahmat and mercy on such a person rajulan samha that samaha that easy going leniency the generosity of the heart now the question was mal iman what is iman and this was the answer as sabr was samaha sabr and the samaha the soft naturedness this leniency obviously within the framework of deen not that a person now says no i need to be very soft natured and very very lenient so anything goes and even the law of allah taala is compromised that is not part of leniency that is now earning allah taala's wrath so now within the framework of deen that soft natedness allah taala loves this as sabr was samaha so these were two questions apart from this there were many other things mentioned in there time is already running out and besides maybe the limit of how much of perspiration we are able to shed that too too much one time might become too much for us in any case allah taala give us tawfeeq whatever little was discussed this to allah taala make it a means of hidayat for myself all of us make it a means of 
practicing. This is the main thing. The Sahaba Kiram, they came to Nabi Karim Sallallahu they asked things to learn and when they learned, the next thing was it was in their life. When Sahabi comes Jabir bin Sulaim radiallahu ta'ala and he asked Nabi Sallallahu for advice. I'had Give me some advice. Advice, la tasubbanna ahadan. Don't ever swear anybody. Ever. La tasubbanna ahadan. Don't curse anyone ever. One lesson. He came to ask for advice. He got one lesson. And the effect of this one lesson, he sees my entire life thereafter. Apparently this advice to him might have been that in Jahiliya this might have been something common in him. This is why one question or one request, similar request, different people are different answers. This person needed this, that person needed that. He might have come new as well and maybe this was an old habit from Jahiliyat. One lesson he was given, don't ever swear anybody, he says thereafter my entire life. I didn't swear any free person, I didn't swear any slave. As mentioned earlier, slaves were regarded as people with no rights. Say somebody swore a slave, that was regarded as nothing. What what is in there? He says, I never ever saw a slave. I never saw an animal also my entire life. One lesson, an amal for his entire life. This was the jazbah and the zeal of the Sahaba Ikram that they took the lessons for the sake of practicing and then they put their lives according to it. They molded themselves in that lesson and they lived their lives in that manner. Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala give us the tawfiq as well. وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين إنك ذكر بتدري من السندوا إن شاء الله لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 
على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا ظلمنا أنفسنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم وعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل آخرتنا خيرا من الأولى ربنا لا تآخذنا إن نسينا واخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واخفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه معين والحمد لله